Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it, what life lessons can we get from these celebrities' messy lives that we get the pleasure of viewing. I am your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for joining. Take a seat wherever you would like. You are so welcome. And if it's not your first time here, I love you. I stand you. Thank you for coming back. You are the absolute best. So if you guys remember last time, I was talking about how upset I am that spring break is over and I'm back at school. But you guys, it's already messy. Trigger warning, homophobic ass bitches. So I go to the University of Illinois. Please don't come stalk me. Um, actually, you can if you want. I go to the University of Illinois. I live in the eighth floor of this one apartment. And on the eighth floor, there are like 10 apartments. I live, I'm not going to tell you which one I live in. But in apartment 801, there is a group of four homophobic men. And one day last semester, very late at night, I was coming home from my friend's house and one of them walked out of their apartment right when I was walking past and they followed me. And right as they turned down a different corridor, they called me the F-slur, loud and clear. I couldn't even register what he said in time to say anything. And by the time I did, he was far away. This semester already, they have said it to my other gay friend, but this time all four of them were outside and they all said it to him or one person said it to him and then they all laughed well, he was coming into our apartment on the eighth floor. So like you have to walk past their apartment every time you come up the elevator because they're right next to it. So my friend was probably like scared for his life. He's very fragile, frail. Four big straight men saying that is very intimidating. But this week, the first week back, me and my two roommates were coming up the elevator after a night out from the first floor to the eighth floor. And we stop on the third floor to pick someone up. It is one man. He gets on the elevator and my friend Nijme, I guess she has a homophobe alarm. Because she immediately asked him, hey, what floor do you live on? He says, eighth. Then she goes, oh, do you live in apartment 801? And he says, yeah, why? How do you know that? And she says, don't worry, but you need to stop saying homophobic slurs over and over again to my friends, you and all your little roommates. And then my other roommate in the elevator, my cousin, like backs him up into a corner and they are like scolding this man. And it was just so refreshing because the tables were turned on this straight man. In that moment, he became the minority and he was really backed into a corner, but I just want to let you know, if you're wondering what it's like to be in college these days with this generation, it still sucks. So that's the drama going on in my life this week. And there's a lot of drama going on in Hollywood this week. Let's get on to the topics that we're going to talk about today. So first of all, we have to talk about Will and Chris, the slap heard around the world. What is going on? What what celebrities are taking? Who's in whose side? Uh, Jada Pickett Smith and Chris Rock's crazy history that have led up to Will being so upset at the joke that he made and if Will will lose his Oscar. Then we're going to talk about the fact that Kim Kardashian actually apologized for her get off your ass and work comments. And she had a pretty long, it was a long thought out apology in Good Morning America, but uh, maybe not the most sincere. And then we're going to talk about how Doja Cat uh, had a change of heart when it came to her fans and may not be quitting music after all. So it's going to be a juicy, good one, besties. I hope you're excited. But before we start, if you have not rated yet, please write it five star on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever you listen to. Uh, leave a review, maybe screenshot, post it to your story and tag me. I would love, 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 appreciate so much of you could do that. Helps spread the podcast all around. Tells your friends about it. Helps uh, push it out because we don't have any big companies doing that for us. And if you do, I will, of course, respond because, yeah, it would just mean so much. But anyway, let's get into today's lessons. Welcome to Pop Culture University. Take your seats. Classes in session. 
the greatest Oscar moment ever happened last night. Holy fuck, it deserves an Oscar itself. If you do not know what I'm talking about, I do not know how. But last night at the 2022 Oscars, Chris Rock was giving a monologue before presenting the next presenters for an award. And, you know, as the hostess with the mostest, it is usually their job to roast the celebrities in the audience to get a laugh out of people, get the night going. And you guys know how they have the biggest celebrities who are up for the biggest awards in the front every year. Well, this year it was Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith front and center. And Chris Rock decides to make a joke, not to Will, his friend, but to his wife, Jada Pickett Smith. And the joke he decided to make was saying that he is so excited, Jada, to see G.I. Jane 2 because he loved the first one. Now, if you're wondering what G.I. Jane is and why that's funny, G.I. Jane is a movie about like a military cadet woman, but this woman is bald and she has no hair. She's not very feminine, a little more masculine than the average woman is, but that's expected. But he made that joke to Jada because Jada Pickett-Smith is bald as well she's rocking you know a bald cut right now but chris's joke was so insanely offensive because jada pickett smith is not bald by choice jada pickett smith is bald because she has alopecia jada shared this year in january that she has been diagnosed with alopecia and she cannot grow hair it is extremely hard for her to grow hair and even harder for her head to maintain the hair and be able to grow thick healthy hair that will actually stay in so when will heard that joke you you can tell right after chris said it, he laughed a little bit and then realized what he said will smith got up out of his oscars chair walked onto the stage and smacked chris rock across the stage he rocked chris rock smacked the chap off his lips slapped the cap out of his knee it was not staged it was not set up i'm gonna play the audio of it and then i'm gonna play the yelling that followed after it started with a smack and then will marched back to his seat you know got himself straightened up marched back and then screamed at him take a seat it's crazy jada i love you gi jane too can't wait to see it all right (laughs) 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 it's that was a that was a nice one okay I'm out here. Uh oh, Richard. <laughs> oh wow. Wow. <laughs> oh wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Write your name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name. I'm going to, okay? I know, I know. Oh my God, oh my God. They do not make live television like this anymore. They just cut the best promo of all time. Like, they totally eclipsed the La La Land Oscars moment. Everyone's reaction was like, uh, did that just happen in the crowd? But Lupita Nyong'o, like, she knew it wasn't staged just by how mad Will was because she was sitting right behind him. So the camera was in her face. Her face said it all. She was, she was plucked, face cracked, lips pursed. Soaking in the drama, eyes wide. Could not believe her eyes. You could tell she was living, but also a little scared at the same time. Now, getting yelled at by a man like that is very intimidating, scary. I'm I'm a man, but I don't have that in me. I can't raise my voice past a uh, 
level seven volume. I really cannot, even if I tried. So that leads to the question, why was Will Smith so mad to yell like that? Why did that piss him off so much? To the point where he had to schmack Chris Rock and remind him that everybody still hates Chris. Now, I think this was a big, big buildup of anger inside of Will Smith and in Jada Pickett Smith. Because first of all, you saw how immediately annoyed and disgusted Jada was with that joke. She rolled her eyes in disgust. She was not going to laugh it off for the sake of his set. wasn't going to feed it into his ego. Let him look good. She was pissed. And you know why she was pissed? Because Chris Rock and Jada Pickett Smith have history. This isn't the first time Chris Rock decided to single out Jada Pickett Smith specifically at the Oscars and make an inappropriate joke about her because in 2016, Chris Rock was uh, the host of the Oscars. He was the black host of the Oscars because that year there was a big, big scandal about the Oscars nominating, uh, I believe, only one or uh, like no one, no black person in any of the main categories or just like one overall. There's a really big lack of diversity at the Oscars that year. So a lot of black actors and actresses were boycotting the show, not going at all, including Jada Pickett-Smith. And he decided to make, um, out of all the actors that stayed home, a very disparaging joke about Jada. Here it is. Jada got mad. Jada says she's not coming. Protesting. I'm like, is she on a TV show? Jada's going to boycott the Oscars. Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. (laughs) I wasn't invited. Oh, the audience loved that. They loved laughing at Jada at her expense. They loved that Chris singled her out. Now, at the time, Jada and Will moved on from that joke, but they were visibly upset because they did respond to it. Uh, Jada Pickett-Smith said, Hey, look, it comes with the territory. We gotta keep it moving. But it was rumored that Will Smith was very upset about that and wanted to confront Chris Rock, but Jada stopped him. And I think after years and years of buildup of, especially in the recent years, Jada and Will are under a lot of scrutiny with their relationship and their family and everything in the press. So I think that one joke that Chris Rock delivered about Jada just sent him over the edge. And he couldn't hold it anymore. And Will Smith just exploded. So what happened next? After such a public outburst at the Oscars, what happens next? Will Smith won an Oscar. That is what happened next. He won the Best Actor Award, which is a monstrous award huge achievement one of the biggest awards of the night he was rewarded directly after that uh i think in in between like one or two commercial breaks and in between those commercial breaks denzel washington was trying to calm uh will smith down it was like a real true hollywood story going on there in the front row someone should have got a camera out or like obviously there were cameras out but someone should have got like a reality tv crew in their faces will smith tried to collect himself for his speech and talk about love and peace. I'm about to play a clip of his speech. Imagine this. Will Smith with a slightly disheveled suit on, maybe his tie a bit undone, redness in the eyes, a whimpering face, a slight frown in his smile. Disappointment seen beneath his eyes. Oscar clenched in hand, holding at a head level. Other hand sore from smacking Chris Rock preaching to the crowd. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful, that's when the devil comes for you. 
I want to apologize to the Academy. I want to apologize to my, all my fellow nominees. Um, this is a beautiful moment. Art imitates life. I look like the crazy father, just like they said. <laughs> I look like crazy father, just like they said about Richard Williams. Um, but love will make you do crazy things. Do you guys like how he apologized to the Academy, but not to Chris Rock? He was like, I don't regret smacking him, but please invite me back. I would like to win more awards. But seriously, he could have ruined his Oscar moment by being taken to jail. He may have not even been allowed to like sit there anymore. So the fact that, well, they obviously knew he was going to win the production team backstage. So they were like, you know what? Sit here, get your award and then leave. But he could have fully ruined his first Oscar win. Probably the biggest win he'll ever have in his life over that. And would it be worth it? Absolutely not. I don't think so. That's crazy. For now, Chris Rock has decided not to press charges. I think as a comedian, I mean, that doesn't happen to comedians, but I think uh, as a respected peer of him, both run in the comedic world. He's not going to press charges against his friend like that. He probably wants to take time to think about it. So he may. Um, and Will Smith, on the other hand, could lose the Oscar because of the code of conduct rules that the Oscar has that do not tolerate violence or physical contact of any form uh, within the Oscar's vicinity at the show. Uh, you know, anything like that. But for now, Will Smith is still an Oscar winner. Honestly, I wouldn't care if they took the Oscar away from me, though. Like, the satisfaction I would get just by knowing that they think I'm the best actor and gave me the award and now they have to give it to the runner-up. I don't give a fuck. I'm, I, I know I, you, I'm still the best actor. There's no, no taking it back now. You told me I win. You telling me I win is more important to me than you than having a trophy. So, like, bitch, I got to smack Chris Rock and I know I'm the winner. I'll take it. Of course, let's read some celebrity reactions just to uh, finish up for now. Lena Zek said, oh, my God, was that real on Twitter? Trevor Noah said, what? That wasn't scripted? The chain smokers, their white asses, said, LOL, holy shit, that was awkward. Gotta respect it. Will Smith standing up for his wife and Chris Rock taking it on the chin and finishing his presentation. That said, it was a joke and Chris is a comedian, but death goes back to 2016. Will Smith just fully sent in and punched Chris Rock in the face on the Oscars. Cardi B said, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil tries to comfort you, quoting what Denzel said. Kathy Griffin said, let me tell you something. It's a very bad practice to walk up on stage and physically assault a comedian. Now we have to worry about all the people who will want to be the next Will Smith in comedy clubs or theaters. Let me pause. As you can tell, a lot of people are conflicted about this. There's mixed opinions. Some people are happy about it. Glad Will respected his wife, stood up for her, and other people are very disappointed in Will's actions and think it was a dangerous... Uh, display of affection for Jada that's going to have bad consequences. I totally see both sides. I think Kathy Griffin is right. I think people like men are going to see this as like a symbol of like manlyhood and like masculinity like standing up for your girl like that at comedy clubs if someone like makes a joke about her and or if like anyone wants to stand up for something a comedian says and like be that hero I, I can see a man trying to like be that and I really hope they don't but Kathy Griffin brings up a really great point. Nicki Minaj made some very, very, very good point saying that Will should have smacked Chris saying the husband gets a front row seat to his wife's pain. He's the number one person consoling her, drying her tears behind closed doors when the cameras go off. Social media has made people feel that these husbands won't ever run up on people in real life. You just got to witness in real time what happens in a man's soul when he looks over at the woman he loves. 
sees her holding back tears from a little joke at her expense. This is what any and every real man feels in that instant. While y'all seeing the joke, he's seeing her pain. Imagine what it must feel like to be losing your hair to the point where you have to shave it bald. You think that's easy to deal with for anyone? You don't think she's cried about that many times? 2022, y'all, gonna have to see these men about those jokes you made on their wives. I absolutely agree with Nicki Minaj. In my opinion, while Chris should not have made the joke about alopecia, I mean, seriously, make the joke about anything else. Make a joke about Will and, Will and Jada's like funny open relationship that they always talk about or them being messy as a couple and progressive and stuff. Like, why did he just go for Jada? That's suspicious. Why not go for both of them? Make a joke about Jada's entanglement with someone else and how that affected Will or something. Like, there's so many other things that are more, more that are, I think, more appropriate than making someone's making fun of someone's autoimmune disease. I don't think he should have smacked him because he could have ruined his own moment. And that's just not a good look to do on TV. You know, smack him behind closed doors or confront him behind closed doors or maybe just yell at him. He could have just walked up there, took the mic away out of his mouth and yelled at him and, you know, uh, like scolded him in front of people. But don't hit him. He said, love makes you do crazy things, though. And to be honest, if that was my man, I would be so happy. If someone made a joke at my expense in front of millions of people, I would be in my seat like, get him, baby. Smack him harder. Smack him again. I'd be so happy. And to be transparent with you guys, I experienced um, a little bit of alopecia myself. I I experienced a lot of hair fallout. Um, It's hard for my hair to, like, stay strong and grow. So... Obviously, mine isn't as bad. I'm not bald like Jada Pickett-Smith, but I know the soul-crushing, heart-wrenching, just spirit-killing pain that you go through when you do not have hair in your head that makes you confident. It's very hard to get up every day and uh, leave the house knowing you don't look your best, and it's the top of your head, so there's really no hiding that. It makes you very like fragile as a person when you're experiencing hair loss that you can't control it's very hard so i get why he was protecting his wife if you saw her reaction you would get it too he's seen how sad and maybe depressed it's made her and how strong she must be in public trying to stay strong and a smile on her face but when someone throws a joke like that all bets are off so what can we learn from this like will smith said at the high at your highest moments the devil comes for you so enjoy your success but being at the mountaintop definitely comes with its own set of difficulties and obstacles when everything is going good for you i think you have to try extra hard to keep yourself in good calm spirits secondly do not go making jokes about someone health someone's health because you will get smacked that's some of the most below the belt shit you can possibly say and you never know what someone is going through even if you think that they would laugh about it they're not laughing trust me there's so many other things to make a joke about
Before we continue with the show, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves and fit to other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find something that just works for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy for you to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight users finish the program and more than 60% of uh, Noom Weight users that engage with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. That is crazy. That is a game changer. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that is Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. This the remix. Is <laughs> Miami in the house? Is Atlanta in the house? Is New York in the house? I can tell you got big, big energy It ain't too many of them that can handle me But I might let you try it off the Hennessy Make them sing to this thing like a melody And if your girl ain't right, I got the remedy It ain't too many of them that can handle me Bad chick, I could be a fantasy Get your lazy ass up and work a tale as old as time, quoted by Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian's controversial advice to women in business has gotten her more hate and ridicule on the internet than I think she could have bargained for. And on the eve of her new reality show release on Hulu, I believe she is regretting what she is saying, and she needs to clear her name and get back in the good graces of the public, and she is on an apology tour. Kim Kardashian apologized for what she said, which is totally against the Kardashian rule book, if you know them, even in their biggest scandals, like Kim doing blackface, Kim promoting the appetite suppressant, uh, lollipops, Kim appropriating this culture, Kendall appropriating this culture with 818 Tequila, they don't comment on it. They let it pass. They are above apologizing. That is the Kardashians rule book, and that's how they don't get canceled, because they don't even bring it up. They don't let the discourse start about it. They don't let conversations start about it. They just change it and move on. Like when Kim um, named her Skims line originally Kimoji, she barely even apologized. She just changed it and moved the fuck on. So the fact that Kim Kardashian went on Good Morning America and gave a thorough one minute and a half apology is crazy. If you don't remember, Kim Kardashian was asked to give her advice to women in business, and she said to get your ass up and work. It seems like no one wants to work these days and that you have to surround yourself with people who actually want to work. The internet was absolutely pissed because it didn't seem that Kim realized the privilege that she had that has allowed her to achieve the success that she currently has and called her advice very, very tone deaf and have been clowning her for weeks. And if you haven't seen it, I think it's the most controversial thing she's ever said. It's gotten very ugly. Even her housing staff quit and sued her because I think they were triggered by that comment and uh, started speaking up about their own grievances about working for Kim, like not being paid overtime, her keeping their wage from them, and a lot of other things. They just do not like working for her. So these comments have inspired a lot of hate in her life. And now I'm going to play her apology. And I want you to 
tell me I want you to feel within yourself if you really forgive her and think she was sincere. In a new sit-down, Kardashian addresses the controversy. When you made the recent statement about women in business, and it got a lot of backlash. It did, And saying, you know, go to work, get up and go to work. What did you mean by that, and what do you want to say now about it? Well, that statement that I said was without questions and conversation around it, and it it became a soundbite really with no context. And that soundbite, I came off of the notion and the question right before, which was, after 20 years of being in the business, you're famous for being famous. And I, my whole tone and attitude changed with the previous question that went into that question about what advice would you give to women? And the advice that I would give is just that having a social media presence and being on a reality show does not mean overnight success. And you have to really work hard to get there, even if it might seem like it's easy and that you can build a really successful business off of social media. And you can if you put in a lot of hard work. And it wasn't a blanket statement towards women or to feel like, I don't respect the work or think that they don't work hard. I know that they do. That was taken out of context, but I'm I'm really sorry if it was received that way. Hmm. Okay. A bit to dissect there. There was a pretty long one, one, right? With Robin Roberts, too. She really cares about this Hulu show. They really put a lot into it. She wants to save it. I don't think she's being the most sincere. How about you? She said it was just from the heat of the last question. She was just, you know, already all flustered from the last question that she gets asked all the time. And she was pissed. But how, Kim? When you were asked a totally new question that was, what was your advice to women in business? How do those questions have anything to do to each other? And how do your answers leak over? Kim knows how sound bites work. She should have just answered the question in a real helpful way. And not just trying to like defend herself for being a famous reality star more. She made the her advice to women in business totally become misconstrued and just bad advice because she was protecting her ego in that moment. I think in that moment for her original response, she knew what she was doing. And I think you guys agree. She knew she wanted to seem like that bitch, that she's this self-made billionaire that works harder than everyone else. And that's how she's so successful. Ha ha ha. I'm not famous for just being famous. I'm a hard worker. Kim literally said she wakes up in the morning and says, good morning, self-made billionaire in the mirror. I think she only apologized because of her brand. Her A big part of her brand is working hard and being a mogul and the world's baddest bitch. So she realized she may have, she may have tarnished that a little bit. When people started responding to her comment saying that she just had privilege, she needed to retract her statements real quick after she heard that to save her ass. And I don't think Kim was sincere in her apology. And if I was a woman in business, I wouldn't forgive her. I made a TikTok about it. And the top comments, a lot of people are not agreeing. There's already thousands and thousands of views. Someone said so many words, but saying absolutely nothing. She's literally just blabbing. I don't think it's sincere. Someone else said she said nothing wrong in the first place. And someone else said she worked so hard in the earliest episode of the Kardashian. She worked every morning from 6 a.m. So as she should. So basically, those are the the top four comments and it is split down the middle. So I want you to form your own opinion. Do you think Kim was sincere? But in the meantime, what can we learn from her apology? I think that we can learn that it is okay to change your mind. It is okay to want to apologize, to totally realize what you said before was completely wrong and be enlightened by people and admitting you're wrong and then changing your mind and apologizing as long as you are 
sincere. Sincerity is the message here. Do not even bother fucking apologizing. I'd rather have no apology than an insincere apology. Be sincere with your words. And do you know how you do that? Actually feeling and saying what you are feeling. Only say what you truly feel on the inside, people. That's how you be sincere. She never was a freak and she said you made me forever, forever, ever. Juicy baby. Doja Cat has nine lives because we thought she was dead, but she is seeming to be back. The Doja Cat fandom can take a breath now. Well, the ones that like her. So as you remember, maybe don't, it's from the last podcast episode. Doja Cat said she was going to quit music. And that is because the big scandal and fight she had with her fans in Paraguay when she flew to Paraguay to perform at Lollapalooza. And the day of she got to her hotel, didn't greet any of the fans, didn't tweet anything. She showed no love to Paraguay. And then when the show was canceled, she didn't say sorry. She didn't say bye. She just left. The fans in Paraguay felt very iced out by her, felt very disrespected and not appreciated. So they um, brought up their concerns on Twitter and they were yelling at her on Twitter saying she's ungrateful. She does not deserve her fans. She's a horrible artist. She doesn't even do the bare minimum for the fandom that they give her she doesn't reciprocate the love um she's awful and then they started calling her slurs saying that basically they're gonna strip her of her title and she is just the worst and you know you can imagine what else they called her doja then tweeted that she is quitting music and that this shit isn't for her so she's out take care y'all is what she said and she wasn't coming back she said she is not sorry and she will not be sorry and to never ask her for shit ever again feisty right packed a punch packed more of a punch than her taco bell ad honestly if i saw doja cat in person walking down the street i'd be scared to even approach the bitch i would think she would smack me harder than will smith smacked chris rock just for saying hi to her i'd be like hi doja she'd be like don't ask me for anything i just smacked the mic anyway she has had a change of heart and just like kim kardashian she's apologizing all these celebs, they got, you know, a career to save. They've decided to apologize. It's like every week, someone who's acting up on social media these days. Every, Kanye's an inspiration. That's what he always says. He's inspiring everyone to act the fuck up. So Doja Cat has apologized, starting with this tweet. She did this all on Twitter. She said, "In, uh, she must have had an epiphany. You know what I'm saying? She saw the light and said i can travel i can eat food i can see new people i can smile i can make memories that i dreamed of having i can laugh i can support my family and friends i can learn about the world and i can give back to everyone because of you i do owe people shit i owe a lot i owe myself a lot too i owe myself the chance to open up and be good to the people i owe myself the death of my fears that don't allow me to expand my heart i didn't come to another country to do something i can do everywhere else that would be pointless in a way I came here because I knew there was something new. New people, new things, new stories to learn. And a fat fucking check, probably. Duh. Anyway, she continued. I came and I gave not enough. 
I need to give more because I noticed I've been taking a lot. Taking from almost everybody who's reading this. And then she quoted her old tweet that said, don't ask me for shit. And said, this is an example of me not reciprocating all the shit that's been given to me. This was two hours ago. Don't forget it. (laughs) But don't take it to heart because it doesn't benefit you or anybody else. Please don't hesitate to ask me for shit because I love you. I love how she had a full change of heart in two hours. Like what therapist on Doja Cat's publicity team got to her to save her career in two hours. That's like me though. I'll tweet some like self-hating shit and then two hours later I'll be like, you know what? I was just dramatic. I'm better. My mood is amazing. I love life. So I totally get it. I can go from zero to 102. She tweeted her old tweet that said, I'm not sorry. And she said, I am. And then someone else said, we're sorry for the things they said and how they treated you. And she said, I'm, I wasn't any better. And then she changed her name on Twitter back from I still quit to Mike Penis, which I mean, clearly the world is, you know, back in order again. Everything's aligned once again. The Doja Cat fandom lived happily ever after in a cheesy, beautiful apology. And I'm going to cough up a hairball because it's so cheesy. She did apologize right in time for the Grammys though. Do I think that's why she apologized? Do I think that's why she's trying to save herself? Potentially. She's up for album of the year, a lot of big awards, and I think she could win it. So she may be trying to, you know, get back in the good graces of the public. And I don't think the Grammys would give that award to someone who says they're going to quit music and hates their fans. So that I think could be one reason. But I also do support her apologizing just because that's genuinely and sincerely what she wanted to do. I think she did have a change of heart. Um, I do support her apologizing. And, um... But do I think her original response of being so pissed off at her fans was unwarranted and uncalled for? Like how, kind of like how Kim's first response to her advice for women was totally uncalled for and wrong. Do I think Doja Cat's was wrong? No. I think Doja Cat's was absolutely not wrong. Her fans were still way too hard on her and too entitled and not appreciating everything she was doing for them for her show in Lollapalooza. She was so busy, she didn't have time to say hi to them or go take a photo with them. And I'm sure she was going to post something they just got on her ass way too hard, way too wrong, called her slurs, and that was not okay, and I would have done the same thing. But I think you can hear in Doja Cat's word that she she is sincere and that I think she realized, you know, just the life she signed up for again. I don't think... Doja Cat has definitely faced public scrutiny before, but I don't think she has faced it from such a specific like, whole country and so quickly as she did after not even doing anything in Paraguay. She realized how under a microscope she is. She acknowledged that in order to be Supergirl, you know, Doja Cat has all these people to look that are looking up to her and wanting something from her, and she's going to have to deal with this. Uh, I think Doja kind of forgot who she was for a second. She forgot how under a microscope and scrutinized these celebrities are and uh, she forgot how many people she asked to please. And I think this will be a learning lesson for her, hopefully in her long career, um, about how to respond to adversity from foes and fans alike. Because hopefully she won't quit music after all. And I can see her at Lollapalooza this summer. And hopefully there'll be no fights in the crowd uh, amongst Doja and her fans. And I think their fan base will be much healthier now. And, you know, fan bases who fight together stay together. So what can we learn from this? It's okay and actually respectable and preferred to admit when you're wrong and apologize and acknowledge that you were wrong in your first stance and move forward. If you happen to have a human moment where you feel a little bit sensitive, that is okay to have that moment and feel that moment and don't feel, you know, like a horrible asshole for expressing that. Hopefully you don't do it in a too rough way, but if you happen to get a little too emotional, do not feel bad. Just keep 
moving forward and admit that your emotions got the best of you and that you were wrong in your response and you can go and make it right with a real sincere apology just like Doja Cat did. Thank you guys for joining me at Pop Culture University today. That is all we have for the show. I hope you learned something and had fun hanging out and feel caught up and ready to go gossip about celebrities to your friends, but also, you know, shed some good positive energy on them too in the same breath because that is what we are all about here. It's about gossiping and having fun, but also uh, realizing it doesn't have to be so mean and cruel. It can be positive and educational and, you know, a study of how we can act ourselves. Remember, this is a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. So if you are not following the podcast, do that right now. Now, 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 now on Spotify. And rate it five-star Apple Podcast, Spotify. Take a screenshot of you listening to it. Post it on your Instagram story. Post it. Tag me. I will follow you. And I will respond to you on Instagram. Um, and yeah, that's it for the day. It is only Monday. So good luck with your week. We will get through it. We will succeed. We'll be productive. We'll be bad bitches. And we will make progress in our lives and our big picture goals. Uh, Make sure to get good sleep this week. Drink lots of water. Treat yourself good. I didn't get the best sleep last night because of all the drama going on. So I'm going to take a nap, drink some water, and go to the gym. But I look forward to talking to you guys on Wednesday. Have the absolute best week. And I can't wait to see you again. Bye. Class dismissed. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. It's 2023 and you're still looking for a baseball podcast? What's up, party people? Danny Vietti here from the Wake and Rake podcast. Yes, I know the name of our show, Freaking Rocks. Join World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and I as we banter about the best of the best from Major League Baseball, including power rankings. One of the best players of all time. Headlines. Solidifies a dynasty. And special guests. Reese Hoskins. Stroh showed. Jose Trevino. Listen and or watch every episode of the Wake and Rake podcast, available on all your favorite listening platforms and the all-new Believe Sports channel.